0: From Karen. Don't believe a word of it, I cautioned, giving her a wink as well. I had a reputation to maintain after all. I doubt if any of it is true. Of course it's true, Karen said, squeezing my arm as she heaved herself a little farther over the counter, so her breast could press against my arm. Everyone knows you're a hero. You're just too modest to admit it. Or perhaps resigned to people's determination to ignore the truth in favor of more attractive and entertaining fiction that had started several years back. Karen said you tracked down a notorious ring of industrial spies in Cairo, Minerva said, breathless with excitement. She started to lean toward me over the counter, but a gimlet-eyed glance from her friend warned her off. He didn't just track them down he beat the crap out of them and got secret plans back for the government. Minerva oohed appreciably, her eyes filling with hero worship. Honesty prompted me to correct that particular fallacy. I didn't actually track anyone down, so much as accidentally ran into a meeting of some folks selling proprietary information. They thought I was following them, but I was really just lost and trying to find my way back to my hotel so I could rejoin my tour. In fact, I wasn't even in danger from them since Interpol had them under surveillance and the Cairo police were hidden around the bazaar. But it was exciting for a few minutes, until everything was straightened out. And then, there's Alaska. Karen said, ignoring the boring truth, just as everyone did when I tried to explain what really happened in Cairo. Alaska? Minerva asked her. What about Alaska? Karen turned to her friend. It was so amazing. It's all over the Greenpeace website. I groaned to myself and prepared to explain that incident as well. What happened? Minerva repeated, a rapt expression on her face. I was on vacation, doing some fishing, and my rented boat had engine trouble. I got picked up by some animal activist people, and they, he hijacked a whaling ship. Karen interrupted, a triumphant note in her voice as she beamed at me. Ooh, Minerva breathed. I wasn't even part of the group, I said quickly, wondering why no one was ever willing to believe that I had been the victim of odd circumstances. My engine had died, and the Green Peacers picked me up on the way to attacking a whaling ship, It was just the purest of coincidences that I was even on the ship at the time, and that picture of me holding a gun to the captain was totally misleading. He'd dropped it and I was going to hand it back to him when a photographer took a picture of us. You went to jail for that, didn't you? Karen asked, squeezing my arm a little more insistently now, her face filled with sympathy. Three months, I said, resigned. It took that long for my lawyer to convince the judge I had nothing to do with the whole whaler fiasco. But the really amazing thing was in Mexico, Karen told Minerva. I love amazing things, she said grasping my other arm. What happened? I'm dying to know. Oh lord, not Mexico. It's really not worth talking about. Jack was in Mexico City with Mr. Sawyer on some business matters, and Mr. Sawyer was kidnapped by radical Mexican anti-technology fanatics, Karen said, her gaze earnest and fervent as she told the story to her friend. Jack rescued Mr. Sawyer right as the fanatics were about to sacrifice him on a Mayan altar. He saved his life. Saved Mr. Sawyer's life? Minerva gasped. The addition of the Mayan altar to the whole crock of bullshit was too much for me. There was no altar, Mayan or otherwise, I said firmly. Mr. Sawyer totally swore his undying gratitude, Karen answered her, nodding vehemently. And it really wasn't so much a group of radical fanatics as it was a couple of people who had been unemployed and took Mr. Sawyer's limo for that of the labor secretary. He told Jack that he would have a job at his company for the rest of his life. Karen added in a confusion of pronouns. They drove us straight back to the hotel.